Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Just because I had to do... Inappropriate. Hold on. Just because I had to do a 24-hour urine collection doesn't mean I'll collect any of your bullshit. <laughs> I'm ready at a moment's notice to buy she, her, they, them, he, him by Sheree. <laughs> happy Pride. Oh my god, happy Pride! Wait, that was very I'm into that, you guys. It's Andy's Girls. Episode 320. I feel like I want to say 420 when I say that because three is close to four. And you're See how recording ma- with a huge stoner. So. <laughs> I'm so excited. Wait, so much is going on. First off, got to get to it. Got to introduce the guest before we dive into the fact that my mother is in my apartment while we record Woo! in the <laughs> Toby. Oh, we should get her on. Yeah. She took a little nap. Maybe I'll yell. Maybe I'll yell at the end of this. See, I have my dad on my drag queen podcast all the time now. And uh, I feel like it, it really does introduce a fun vibe, at least for a few minutes. I did once. Brings us back down to earth. <laughs> I did once do a Patreon with Tobes where I played iconic housewife scenes and had her react. And she was like pro Kim or Phaedra or something with the context. It was something wild where I was like, I don't remember the scene, but I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she also was absolutely judging the absolute fuck out of me when she, I think, saw for the very first time what it means to watch Housewives. And I was like, yeah, welcome. Welcome to this (laughs) magical world. I'll give you a part-time pass. Anyway, AG320, so excited to have one of my favorite people, one of my favorite guests back on. I can't even say the people's people's couch because we're recording the Claw Fest. Claw Talk. Live, laugh, live, laugh, laugh. laugh. My catchphrase, which I'll tell you about. I have, there's a reason for that. I'll tell you about after. Um, Ryan Houlihan, you know them as a journalist. You know, you will know them as a drag queen. Mm-hmm. Ryan, welcome back to AG. How are you? I am so good. I am so good. I love being in the coffee. <laughs> the vibes here are purely at an operational level that only like queer people and their strongest <laughs> allies can can absorb like like a, it's like red light therapy for being gay like what is the what's the like the whistle for dogs screaming or something that only dogs can hear that is the vibe that i want the cloth to represent yeah it's powerful you've got dresses ar- arranged in rainbow fashion you know what i am an ally you are thank at you at your core thank you at my core. i believe you are i do <laughs> Oh my God. Listen, so thrilled to have you. I'm having an interesting afternoon. Mm -hmm. I did have to do um, a test that I would, guys, if you ever, if your doctor ever says I need to do a 24 hour urine collection. Oh, you're wearing your kitten mitten. Oh, we we are catbird besties. Um, If you ever are told that, run, run, Run like you've never run in your entire life. Yeah, a third opinion, a fourth opinion, a fifth opinion. <laughs> and it's my new um, nephrologist who I'm like absolutely obsessed with. He called me today. I was absolutely sobbing to him about what I'm about to tell you. But he's like, good. <laughs> he said, 
he was going through all these test results before we got to some awkward stuff. And he was like, good news, you don't have syphilis. And I know you were really worried. (laughs) And the way I laughed. The way Dr. Moses from on high bringing down nothing but jokes instead of Ten Commandments. I laughed so hard. But anyway, so I had to do a 24-hour urine collection, which is where you pee into a jug for 24 hours on the dot. You cannot – well, you, like, aren't supposed to miss, but, like, aiming is tough. But, like, you have to do – you cannot – go over or under the timing and you can't miss a trip otherwise you have to redo it i actually heard from an ag who had to do this i think when they were pregnant and needed like an extra jug and didn't get it and i think they said that they had to redo it i don't know but it's like it's real (coughs) excuse me it's like a whole fucking thing so i did it i suffered through it i hated every moment of it it's so so deeply uncomfortable it's just i i really highly encourage Don't ever do it. Go against medical counsel, guys. I don't even know. So I go to drop it off, except I was told the wrong timing information for the lab. So I was like, cool, cool, cool. And they were like, okay, you just have to put it in the fridge for 24 hours. And I said, no problem. Let me move the special bottles of champagne I'm not allowed to drink right now for medical reasons. Let me put a jug of in there. I gagged all night just even thinking that it existed i was i'm such a germaphobe it drove me absolute nary a jellyfish to be seen by the way so like what purpose does it serve went to drop it off and the woman at the lab was like a the timing is wrong the lab can't test it you should have been told you can't do this on a friday saturday or sunday sunday b it looks like there was supposed to be a preservative added and the people that gave that to you did not add it so you need to redo it and i said absolutely not so i was gonna put up a fight with my doctor who was like you need to redo it sweetie like we tried to get some of the test results and they were wild and i was like cool um i will redo it because you are seemingly the only nice person in a medical coat that i have seen outside the ICU. all of those people are angels so i went today to get the supplies straight from the lab so there was because the woman at the lab was like extremely straightforward and she's like do not deal with anyone but us they will they will fuck things up for you only get it from us go to get it and she's and they like get the materials together and she asks her colleague she's like something something three jugs and i'm like why why we're we're thinking ambitiously in a way we should not turns out and I'm waiting to get verification. This just happened, guys. So you're dealing with my urine situation. But you know what? We could pee all over. We're real time reporting seasons. from the urine scene. We are real time journalists. Hello. Journalist. Spiritual drag queen over here. So um, turns out, I can't believe I'm even talking about this. But this is, guys, welcome to like chronic illness taking a bad turn. Is like this is what is existing in my brain at 90%. And then five is Real Housewives and five is dead. Um, turns out. That I'm going to, the do-over is going to be a 72-hour collection instead of 24. So my worst case scenario of doing this over, which I made peace with, with baby Jesus, a.k.a. Manolo Blahnik in my head, because I was like, no point in fighting. It's just wasted energy and I have nothing to spare. Now I have some more to spare. 72 hours of jug life. This is like a cruel, there is some kind of curse placed upon you right now, I'm sorry to say, and we need to find the right witch. I have to take cried. It off. He started, he was starting to get very concerned about like possible PTSD from the, I genuinely, which another doctor also said to me that I'm like exhibiting symptoms of it. And it's just 
terrible. Like, it's yeah. just a terrible moment in my life right now. Yeah. I mean, it, peeing is dehumanizing to begin with. It's like, a, it's not my favorite activity. And to have to be confronted in that way with just like 72 hours. And you can't, you re- sort of can't really do anything over those 72 hours because you, you can't bring the jug with you. Chained to the you jug. Know? You're chained to the you jug. You have 72 hours of food planned out in your apartment. That's not a problem. We live in New York City. Uber Eats, Seamless, Caviar. Yeah, yeah, pa- yeah. Paperless. I wasn't don't don't that. make me go. I almost said paperless <laughs> post. I could write an invitation to some carbs and have it sent to me. Absolutely. RSVP in my tome. Like, that is not a problem. Paperless post mates. Can you even? I How can't. Awful you poor is that? thing. I am so sorry. You've really got. A, you know, you, you haven't had a good summer yet. I'll say that. <laughs> And I and the other problem is I'm not supposed to go outside if it's 80 degrees or more. Yeah, Otherwise, that's fucking crazy. We have to get you to Anchorage or something. I know. I literally walked outside. We Iceland. walked to Lenox Hill, which is only a couple blocks from my apartment. And I got neurosymptoms on the way back. I was like, let's get me back soon. And I'm not supposed this to go outside when it's above 80 degrees. And I think today is like maybe 79-ish or something. Yeah, do like you have skirting. one of those like personal air conditioner things? So that I didn't help. get an AC scarf, although my friend, shout out my friend Erica, did send me a photo of a woman who has a hat that turns into a fan. <laughs> it's in pink and I am considering it. But my my friend Greg dropped off groceries the other personal day. Personal misting device. 100%. Bubble, bubble girl. I'm, I'm 100%. If it's cute. I'm in. But my friend Greg dropped off some groceries for me the other day, an angel, and has a little fan that he got in Mexico, but it's from a Japanese company that apparently has a store in Soho. And they, I won't do anything if it's not cute, even though I'm literally talking about the fact that I'll be urinating into a jug for 72 hours. NPS dropping yeah, them off over the car. I'm obsessed with it. Um, but it was adorable. He, he like took it out of his bag and it was like a mint. It was like a Tiffany blue, almost like a oh. Robin's egg Tiffany blue. And then I said, oh, I guess I am into protecting my um, I have the very a little core of my... pale pink one with a little <gasps> pink panther face. And it sprays Where'd you get that? water out of it. So it's Amazon. And oh, it the pops water up and is... it's a fan. Okay, that... Like it pops up and it's a fan and then it squirts water out of its nose. And I stick it in my bag whenever I go to the park for a long day. And I swear to God, it is like a little, little kisses from heaven. But don't yours, doesn't your face... I get very concerned with how I'm going to look, even though like being alive is also important. Yeah, it's a light mist. I, I think it's no worse than if I was to use one of those... Um, are we even Evian, recording, by the way? Yeah, we are. Evian <laughs> spray bottles. Okay, I'm in. So listen, you told me you had a pitch... I have a pitch for you, yeah. So I, I'm going to bring this to the listeners. I'm going to bring this. Before we get into the pitch, what's the shirt that you're wearing? And when can I own it? Good things happen every day. I got this. Such a lie. On. Absolute lie. <laughs> I know. It's, it's my good vibes shirt for when I'm trying to have good vibes for the day. I got this um, on, I think, Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my i've never i don't know totally understand what sheen is oh it's definitely make fun a human it? it's a human rights abuse fine i didn't know that but it's like cheap right <laughs> yes oh my god incredibly cheap <laughs> okay right. <laughs> i just yeah exploitation absolutely. gets those prices down you real know well. what those kids do great work is all i have to say <laughs> um i'm really you're wearing an adorable fitted tie-dye shirt it says good things happen every day okay i'm gonna buy that i'm gonna buy that from your body if it is no longer available um okay continue sorry you have a pitch so i have a pitch i want to bring to the fans i saw this on tiktok i don't have the account on top of my head to credit but i don't think it's it was a it was it was randomly thrown out and now i've been playing with it in my mind i believe that the housewives should adopt a sports like model where they can swap players like trade 
teams or whatever right before the season begins. So say like people want Cynthia to be on New York or Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, Hills has yeah. been discussed many times. Yes. And and there's been discussion of getting Kenya up here to deal with Ramona Singer. Like things like that sounds like great ideas to me. I get we have Ultimate Girls Trip now and that's excellent. But I, I think long term, um, if we could have some kind of like swap, like trades model the way that baseball players do, it would be good for the franchise. What isn't it? That, isn't that called fantasy football? Oh, no, that's when you imagine things are happening. We'll call it like a, the holiday situation where like Kyle and Bethany switch houses for three months and they record in each other's place and they go to their social events that they would have gone to. And you just it gives us a little time where we don't have to lose cast members. We mix things up a bit, you know, new perspectives. Okay, while I think that is an adorable it's idea, it's never happening. It's but I never would love happening. It. But I also think the Get way Meredith that, Marks over here, put her in she Jersey. She kind of already is. She's here every other I know. day. I know. If you want to hang out, Meredith, anytime. You know where to find me. Um, she's probably already there. To be honest, the mm. moment gets around, I'm here for it. Um, so you know how Andy used to say that he never wanted to do girls trip because he always thought that would be like the jumping the shark, beginning of the end, and then they tried it and realized no, this is actually like. Yeah, All a Stars is a great show. All Stars is a fantastic show, although we'll see what happens this week. Um, but I feel like that would be because you can't take someone out of there without taking them out of their franchise entirely. Because how do you put them back in? How is not every conversation not? Oh, and P.S. Another thing that happened when I like yelled at Ramona. I mean, like, how do you deal with? I think most people, it would be a good way to get them to watch both franchises, like to cross pollinate. But if you're not, here's the thing: because there's a lot if of Beverly Hills watching, fans that should be watching Atlanta. If right you're now. not watching Salt Lake City, having I don't even Carol or somebody <laughs> apologies to Carol come to Salt Lake is not going to convince you to do it. It's just going to make you feel like you're because you're not watching Salt Lake. You're watching an alternate reality. The whole point mm. is that it's supposed to be bubble specific. OK, I understand. But there are exceptions to the rule. I think Cynthia would make sense, not on a fantasy. And again, I'm using that. Oh, I don't correctly. I don't believe this should be widespread. I mean, like once or twice a year, we find out who's swapping. And then that's just like a random element happening throughout the franchises. What about instead of a swap, we have a visit a la Brandy and Kristen. Yes. And who was it? Bethany. What was that? Remember Beverly the, Hills. But remember that lunch that happened where it was Brandy, Kristen, and I want to say like Yolanda and somebody mm. from something. I forget. You guys are going to tell me in the comments for this post. I can guarantee or you when the Melbourne ladies saw the Beverly Hills ladies in, in Dubai. Dubai and then like ran away from me. <laughs> <laughs> they knew and they were like, we're not, mm -hmm. this isn't mm -hmm. not so this much. Is two different things. This is, two, this is like, but that's also the interesting thing of the difference between international franchises from a, from a under the umbrella of Bravo, even though some of this feels like Bravo, but maybe does, doesn't, how different some of these universes are. Like, yeah. I cannot imagine Jersey interacting with Beverly Hills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the if you got that, maybe that's why BravoCon is so fucking wild Margaret and amazing. Joseph's and Dorit would hit it off. I really feel Do you think? in my heart they would hit it off. You know what? I think the thing with Dorit, we make fun of her accent as we should. It's silly. But she's been so many places in the world that I think she could acclimate. Oh, yeah. 100%. Dorit, it, Dorit is one of the, the housewives like Candy where I've learned not yes. to bet against. 
Don't I'm bet not against. betting against them ever again. I'm wrong. I've, anyone who's ever bet against them has been wrong. I'm going to play the odds. And P.S. <laughs> betting against someone doesn't mean that you can't disagree with their behavior. I'm 100%. I'm just saying it, I'm, I've got off you the can't, vote. You can't write her off. You can't yeah, write her off. Yes, yes, 100%. There are things that Candy has done that if another housewife did it, completely unforgivable. She comes back from them. You Wait, know what I what mean? What has she done to you that's unforgivable? Um, I don't like that she runs an MLM. I have an episode of my new podcast with the financial diet coming out soon about housewives and pyramid schemes. And one of hers is her sex toy businesses run like an MLM. And that really is unforgivable to me, even though she is my favorite housewife. And she every in every scene, I'm like, Candy's right. I love her. <laughs> so who's really winning, I guess. And those are always bad, right? Oh, always bad. Yeah, real bad. Like financial exploitation, top to bottom. Is it possible she doesn't know? I really think some of the people who run MLMs, when it comes to a celebrity perspective. I think understand how the business model was predatory when it started. But now it's bringing in so much money. Why would you cut out the heart of, like, you've got a private empire going? Versus Justin on Salt Lake City and Teddy Joe Carrot. Uh, Kitten Mellencamp's husband, who definitely knew. Yes. And Teddy's running a pyramid scheme, too. All In is also a pyramid scheme. I think I can say, I'll I'll, I'll pepper in allegedly in here, but uh, if you'd like more information, I have a new podcast called Too Good to Be True coming up (laughs) that will release at the end of the summer. That's a great name. Um, Wait, how is, I know that Teddy's husband's security thing is an MLM, but how Mm -hmm. is All In an MLM? So you have to go through the trainer model, like you have to take all their courses to become a coach. And then the business model is you can do one-on-one coaching, but if you bring in someone else who finishes and becomes a coach, you get a cut of their earnings. And it's (gasps) like the more people you bring in, the more money you make. Um, And of course, like what the program is, is just teaching people to have an eating disorder via you know, text no, message-based bullying. It's an eating disorder factory is what yes. I always called it. Yes. And she never actually responded when that news went viral, right? Mm-mm. Aside from saying that people don't necessarily understand. She was like, people understand. don't get it. You know, we're doing our thing. It's like a Nexium argument where you're like, it's health help. If I, however I choose to help myself is none of your business, blah, blah, blah. And it's it's ugly um, and unforgivable that anyone would run one of those unless you wrote no scrubs. <laughs> In which case, I'm not saying I'm giving it a pass. I'm saying we're going to have a long conversation when we go to dinner about this. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Yeah, more information about that. I've done a whole bunch of reporting on this. It's uh, The podcast is going to be great. I'll be back to promo it and tell the listeners. And when it comes to shifting gears a little bit but keeping the focus on Atlanta, Candy does appear to be a little bit of a target. In some ways, by Kenya, which I would say is like, pretty understandable sort of ish and then also by marlo which you could say is sort of pretty understandable ish with uh, some aspects of it but maybe not the narrative Mm -hmm. how do you feel about this whole thing i love that this season is letting kenya be our hero and letting us see sides of her that are not villainous (gasps) and showing us the sides of other people who haven't had their shit called out in a long time and i think the show is taking a beat where it's like you know what? We all have issues and maybe it's time we address some of your issues. And I think Kenya is right. And I think maybe Kenya's been right in other arguments and the show hasn't framed her that way because she has has she's struggled to be vulnerable on camera. I think yeah. it's fair to say now she's being so vulnerable and talking about like her businesses mm-hmm. struggle and her personal life struggles and, you know, how she felt violated by this thing with Candy, which I, I it's absolutely wild to me that people are acting like this isn't a big deal. Like it is kind of a big deal to like put on vibrating panties in a group without 
consent from everybody in the group. I felt like very weird about it. Um, and I just like that there that the shows letting us hear out Kenya's perspective in a way. And also Marlo, similarly. Marlo has always been the bad guy because she throws nukes, right? Like she's a little bit like yeah. Erica Jane where she's just like, you know, she, she uses the big guns at all times yeah, if she's yeah, going to yeah. use them. Um, but it is taking a second to be like, but that doesn't mean she's a bad person. It's a defense mechanism. And this is a larger portrait of like who Marlo is. And I think that that's Atlanta at its best. Like, I'm so glad we're back in like what feels like old Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Really personal. The thing with the, and please correct me if I remember this incorrectly, which could be entirely entirely the case, but I felt like Candy's response to Kenya when Kenya was like, I was very uncomfortable with being asked to do this. Because at a certain point, you cannot do it. I mean, like, if someone Surely. is saying she cannot, but being put in that position. It's an uncomfortable feeling, position. And feeling like you're not fun. Quote, really quote, serious right. themes. No, I know. And also, if I'm trapped on a bus with, even if I don't have them on, if I know two other couples are it's squirting awkward. each other's pants, yeah, no. that's crazy. That's weird and uncomfortable, especially if you're a new mom and you feel like maybe a little disconnected from your sexuality. It it it's not it's it. People have the right to be uncomfortable with stuff like that and not explain to you why, and you just have to like adjust around that. I think totally. And but Candy is right that it was a fun game, and if you didn't want to do it, you should have said something. But she did say something. Right. No, that's you and know? this is also her saying something about like putting us in that position makes me uncomfortable. But Candy's response, I might be getting this wrong, truly. So please tell me if you remember it differently, because you would be. My thought is entirely correct. But I feel like Candy's response was something along the lines of like, but the couples were fine with it, which made me feel a certain way where it's like, why is Kenya not being considered a whole person? Because she's not there with a significant other. And you're saying, well, the couples are fine with it. So why aren't you single Sally? okay with it, which made me feel a little weird. I would think the only boundary worth respecting is, is a marriage. Right. And I would think this person being the only one. Well, Marlo, it wasn't in a relationship with someone at that point. But but Kenya saying that and being the only one without a significant other there aside from Marlo, to my, if I'm remembering correctly, is also that would make the pressure, I would think, more heightened because yeah. there are other couples there and to experience any kind of sexual pleasure in front of these people who you're not in a relationship with and maybe are one of the few people there also not in a relation. Well, and also actually she by charade didn't have her Tyrone there for understandable reasons, but like, but she's in a relationship. And I also think it it comes down to like, also Kenya has had some bad experiences with men very publicly on the show and other people's husbands who are also don't have the best reputations Mm -hmm. in those situations where they have power over other women. Like it's not fun to be stuck in. And I get that it's uncomfortable. What I think is unfair is that Candy, I what is bothering me, and I love Candy, favorite housewife of all time, never better against her. But what is bothering me is that Candy, it's okay to have been wrong. To be like, oh yeah, it does. it's not related to the stuff with Phaedra. It doesn't make you a gross, bad sex monster. It doesn't make you an idiot. It doesn't, like, it's okay to just be like, yeah, you're kind of right. That was kind of fucked up. I'm sorry. It was. I thought I was having fun and it was a brand integration and now I feel uncomfortable. And she's not saying it. And I'm like, this isn't just... I hate when Candy gets stubborn like this. And then I saw her mom f- backing her up. And I was like, this is where you get it from. This behavior. It's like mm. so ugly. And it's so, you you, you, you're, you can do it. You're right. You're a millionaire. You'll be famous forever. You're super powerful. You can do it if you want and get away with it. No one will challenge you. You'll have yes people around you. But is that really how you want to act to people? I don't know. It just, it makes me like make 
feel like Candy's out of touch in a way that I don't usually feel. Candy usually feels pretty grounded to me. And so I don't like love it. I also didn't love the like, Kenya's been in a sexy movie, so she should be down for anything. Like, mm. hey, Candy, everything you've ever written a song about is it's okay to, to do to you, like, or engage with, or make you like throw in your face, or like, that's as someone that creates art, you would think you would be like, hey, it's just because I wrote Don't Be Tardy for the Party doesn't mean it's okay if you're late. <laughs> Like, it's not all literal. Like, Kenya was in a movie. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. The whole thing is really weird to me, and it feels unfair to Kenya, and it feels like people are kind of, um, I don't know. I feel like people kind of are going after the big fish, which is fun in Atlanta, but in the meanwhile, we have this Sonya Drew sideshow happening that I'm like, hey, guys, could we pick this apart? Because this is crazy. Like, I, would, I want the women to be engaging across those um, – those fights a little bit more. Oh, instead of sort of fighting in parallel or something. Yeah, I feel like they're fighting in parallel. Like, they're not that engaged in each other's shit right now. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to need all the women to weigh in on, like, this Sonya Drew stuff because it's it, – it is weird. It I think they're both being super weird. I don't think either one of them is right. But, like, I'm like, focus up. I need Marlo's analysis on this. Where do you think that's stemming from, the weirdness? The weirdness that even that you specifically feel in watching it, which is a different question from where is the weirdness of the actual fight coming from? Like, what do you think relates weirdness to your experience watching that? If of that Sonya makes any sense. Drew. Yeah. It's I a very, think, it's a particular kind of question. I think Sonya, she's doing something that's wrong, right? Like, I think she's very clearly is clout chasing and trying to hang out with the cool girls and, like, you know, you hop do. from one person to the other. And, and totally. And the thing is, I don't think she's been friends with Drew for for so long that she owes her loyalty. Yeah. But it sucks. It's like when you go to summer camp and you meet someone the first day and then later you're like, oh, my God, this is my crowd. I found the faggots or whatever. And you don't want to be like, oh, sorry, do you want me to reword? <laughs> it's Pride Month. <laughs> you can say it. Nobody else can no, say it. I Allies forever. I'm sorry. Allies. I'm sorry, listeners. That's me being crass. Um, I'm sorry. Most of my time about drag. Uh, my, most of my time this for is, podcasting is about is drag queens. It's the, a different crowd. Sorry. This is the concern of recording with a heterosexual sorry. Sorry. woman. Is I, my eyes just literally leapt out of my body. And you're yeah. right. You're right. I, I shouldn't throw it around like that. It's different. No, context. you do. No, you um, get to own whatever word you want. This is the power of reframing. <laughs> whatever. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay, continue. I mean, on. we have record murder rates, right? Like, I'll say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Welcome to New York. It's um, been waiting for you. Um, in any event, I think Sonia is doing something we would all do. I hope my mom heard that conversation. <laughs> she's literally in the living room right now. But she's doing something we would all do, which is that when you get to camp some, or your first day at college, you hang out with your roommate. But then you find the theater kids and you find like yeah. people that are your tribe that get you that want to talk about the things you want to talk about. And like that are going to be like, hey, did you watch like Ladies of London last night? You know what I mean? Like that was my like... 20s and it's cool to leave a certain group like a first friend you make at a job and find your own crowd i think what sucks is that they're stuck in that situation and sonya is not adapting to the fact that she's gonna have to see drew and it's it is rude and what you're doing is rude and we would all maybe do it but it is rude and it normally she wouldn't have to be confronted with her quite so much but i also think that she and now she's like trying to make a fight where she where there doesn't need to be one like she's making a conflict where it's just like i don't like you i don't I want to make mm. it clear that I, my loyalties is to other people and I don't want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. And she's making it into a fight where she's like doing these invites and disinvites. And it's like, you don't have to do all that. You can just say you don't like her. <laughs> Be an adult woman and like stand in your power, especially an Olympian. You would think like stand in your power. But it also, I think strategically, this is really bad too. Like, you know, why would you set off and make an enemy out of really what is nothing? I think it's really like nothing. 
Like she could be like, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I didn't mean to invite you, but I was telling you about it and it's really rude that I didn't invite you. So please come. You know what I mean? Like there's ways to parse this. Um, and also if she wanted to make drama just to be on the show, I think that like it would have made a lot more sense to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with like Marlo and be like, hey, mm. let's do this. Because then you get an episode where Marlo can tell Drew, hey, mm -hmm. she did this and play it out. If, you're, if that was she was thinking that way. I think this is just pure hurt and reaction and like. Sonia does not want to be on TV losing her cool, but she also doesn't know how to deal with the situation without, like, losing her cool. Mm -hmm. It's just all very uncomfortable for me. And also, I think, like, anything that makes me root for Drew, it, that's not right. That can't be right. <laughs> you know? That can't be adding up correctly. Wait, let's go back a beat. The <laughs> clout chasing of it all is... Sonia really going after like the cool kids when she herself invited Drew to do the business photo shoot sale merchandise extravaganza like she asked Candy and Drew and then disinvited Drew and invited Kenya so like can you really make the argument she was going after the cool kids when she herself invited Drew before and only invited Kenya after she disinvited Drew. Yeah, but I think she invited Drew because she was like, I don't have another ally on the show and they're having me film a scene and mm. so I'm going to pick Drew. And then when she realized, oh, I could get in with Kenya, she was like, hey, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many tickets. <laughs> I don't know why. It's birthday party stuff. This is little girl birthday party stuff and it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know Just why. Just be a bitch. <laughs> I don't mind it, even if it can come off in a way that's like unnecessary where we're adding in too many steps. It's like yeah. when you're a first time chef and you like add ingredients that aren't listed because you just assume that's what's going to make a great stew. And it's like, <laughs> oh, this stew is like a little fucked up, but like a for effort. That's kind of how I feel about Sonia right now, where I'm like, yeah. she might be adding in a couple extra ingredients. But for some reason, I'm like. It's char the stew she's making for me is good. I don't know what it is. I can't even encapsulate it. And also, I think Drew's a little annoying. Oh, I definitely think Drew's annoying. I think that's uncategorically like she's the true. Brat. Like, I think that's the only thing Ralph's ever been right about. He's wrong about everything, but he is right that she's kind of annoying. <laughs> I mean, the thing with it, like Sonia is. I don't know. I don't. I could. I could. I understand the clout chasing argument, even if I'm like maybe like because eh, there is a part of me yeah. that's like she's a four time Olympic gold medalist. Like she deserves better than to be like dropping it with Drew. Dropping it with Drew. Like, <laughs> I agree. Like, I'm like, saying we would all do it. Strange about the fact that they are an equal quasi equal platform of housewives, and maybe that's where some of this tension is coming from too. Because it's at the, the end unspoken of the day, housewives pecking order that is outside of the reality of normal human beings. Because at a party, and a four time Olympic gold medalist is going to take the attention. Yeah, gorgeous is going to devour cute. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that's reality. But in housewives world, the most powerful person on that show, the most powerful people on that show, are like Kenya and Candy. But that's in housewives world. But also in but the weird part of this, not weird, but like the thing is when you think of the question of Housewives World, understanding the conversation about Sonya, it's like, oh, isn't it so wild that in Housewives World Sonya wouldn't be at the top of the pecking order because she has done this thing, like this is like world history, so few people would ever come close to accomplishing what she has done. Mm -hmm. And you think like, oh, isn't it wild that in Housewives World she's not at the top? But then I think of Candy and I'm like, well, doesn't that kind of show 
the ways that sometimes the housewives world does replicate the real world because in the real world candy is also extremely powerful yes which says something about the housewives world not being that different in atlanta is always going to be different to the housewives because it's an entertainment show you know what i mean oh, that's a good point point. and i think if you've got pull you'll have pull with production you'll have pull with locations you know what you're doing that's what makes beverly hills in some ways the best show and in some ways the worst show it's the crown jewel because it's got the most like wealth to show off and connections and vibes aesthetics it's like beautiful but they're all so media trained that you're like you know not always (laughs) not always but they're all very media trained that i mean or for the most part i think like kyle richards and elisa rinna in the group it changes the dynamic i think candy's similar where she's just like so good at being on tv I went through Almost too good. a mental health crisis yesterday and was drafting a response to Lisa Rinna, who had left a comment on Crystal's post about her dog. Oh, I saw this. Kathy Hilton put like, cute dog. And Lisa's like, you know what I was just thinking about this morning <laughs> is when your sister Kim, when you told me that your sister Kim made up what I, um, what had been suggested that Harry Hamlin had done. Anyway, just thinking about it. And I literally was drafting a reply that was like, you stupid piece of what are this is a photo of a dog and p.s diana's done some shit why aren't you commenting on that instead of referencing in this wild Serena is like a batman villain with gossip that like needs to feed on but some level of never chaos. gossip it's always old dated Stupid. information that she's gonna tell it all and then dirty delete but then put up these fucking instagram stories with the rainbow background that's like i am gonna tell it all i know it and just you wait and it drives always like little kissy emojis (laughs) like i know that teddy what do i call her teddy joe kitten carrot kitten melon camp she's not a cougar melon baller she's a sad little cat Um, she's not camp either um but she is my number one most hated housewife yeah but i think there is an aspect of lisa renna where i'm like she is triggering when she fucking talks. I hate her so much. She thinks I that we her love so her much. and she thinks it's funny that we dislike her. And it's like, no, no, I, no. I, I don't dislike you, to take you some in feedback. an iconic way. I dislike no. you like, I don't want you on my TV anymore. Like, if I could block it, I would. I would blur Wait, it out. Okay, but here's the problem here is that I don't want this to fall into the camp of like Tamara's annoying the fuck out of me. So she's got to take, she's got to take a 10 as we used to say in the retail world, you need to take a little break. I want to take a 10. Like I want her to take a 10 and then she takes a 10 and I'm like, wait, 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 who allowed her to go on a break? We need to, we need to end that. I don't think that's going to be that way for Lisa Rinna with me. Tamara was a different situation. I was getting sick of Tamara. Yes. Lisa Rinna, everything she does, I assume to be an evil I genuinely believe to be an evil plot to hurt people. Like, it's not fun to watch anymore. She her is a, smirking she's a genuinely bad backs, person. We need to say it. She's a bad person. She's a bad person. And 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 we have a few of those floating around right now. And it's In just, Beverly Hills. it's one too many. It really is just one too many where I'm just like, I, I you know what? I don't even have, you're not even, nothing of, nothing of importance even happens to you. I can't, I, it's not even like you're in a giant scandalous criminal case. You're just a terrible person who's horrible all the time and ruins like nice moments, ruins what could be bonding moments, destroys people's like relationship dynamics. Like really all of this Sutton, this shit with Sutton, it's just like, I, it is so toxic and to the show, and it's so counterproductive to the show. All out of what? Out of like a need for Lisa Rinna to feel like she's producing, like she's in control. It's like sickening. I hate her. I share a birthday with her. 
So my astrological sign probably. I share a birthday with Vicky, day before Shannon. Do I wish that was reversed? Absolutely. Every single day of my life. But it's just the cross that I have to bear. But the thing with Rinna is. You leave your feedback with Tobes. (laughs) (laughs) Why was that C-section not 20 miles prior? Ruined my life. Um, The thing with Rinna, though, when you think about it, is like, okay, so Erica's saying all this terrible stuff about the victims, and it's like all terrible. And like, Horrible. Erica knows it's terrible, but she doesn't give a shake. She wants to no, that she's like ring. The, she's like the kitten that got the cream. I mean, a little bit because she knows she can get away with it. 100%. And she's like, while I have this vehicle, I am going to spread the gospel of my completely, absolutely diabolical gospel as long as I can. Like, the gospel of this. She also has like a doomer attitude where she's like, I know that the, the end, maybe this doesn't end well, but I like, I'm riding this motherfucker out. And I'm bringing everybody down with me. And I'm, maybe maybe it ends. Maybe all this comes crashing down five years before I die. Who knows? Let's see how far I can push it. It's so gross, but at least it's like a big thing happening to a bi- big amounts of evil. It's like it's interesting in some respect. Lisa Rinna's not interesting. She's like a little goblin who's like throwing things, little throwing things on the road to derail cars or whatever. Well, that's why I feel like some of the Erica her. stuff is like an ego sickness at a certain point, and mm-hmm. it's terrible, and it needs to be called out. But Rinna injecting herself into those conversations in saying, yeah, people file lawsuits for all sorts of reasons. Like her adding that in knowing that it's like Rinna, it takes Rinna a certain amount of extra you effort. A liar. <laughs> there's like an extra. There's a out- little too much mayo on that for me. <laughs> I mean, no, but for real, like there's an extra addition of effort that I feel like is almost more considered when it comes from Rinna because I think she knows exactly what she's doing and she very 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 much doesn't care no ciao ags i am speaking to you right now from rome italy where i am having a little bit of a european adventure while i love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites the vatican we went to the pantheon earlier today there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in and while i really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. 
The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Ovs. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic non-stick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. And I don't know why I exp- – this is like the – She's like, this is com- my job. Ugh, it's so gross. But I don't know how much of it is because she has made herself this kind of arc versus how much of this is just Rinna revealing herself. I think Rinna does not know who Rinna actually is and has created this personality. And at this point, that's the option to stay rich and famous, is to, she thinks, is to just fully marry the night, as Lady Gaga would say, and become like <laughs> the darkness. She be, she and become death. And I think Rinna will do anything to stay famous. If we look at her personal history, she will do anything and to stay rich and famous. And she's done it successfully. That's not 100%. an easy, it's not an easy job. I, I, what she has accomplished is right. kind of crazy. Yeah. However, it if we look at how it points to, to explaining her behavior now, She's like, fine, if my daughters will be notorious, then they'll be notorious, but they'll at least be famous. And that is a weird mindset. Like anything to anything for the Hollywood of it all, because it's the only thing that's like, I guess, rewarded her back in the way that she transactionally thinks about the world. And I just think that like right now she's like, I'm going to embrace this person I've made up, this evil soap opera character that I have built on Instagram and whatever. And 
in some ways, like I'll be, you know, I'll be like, um, and like, uh, like a Disney villain, like Maleficent. Like mm. in some ways, I'll be sexy and cool, and like history will show that I was like a badass woman who stayed on TV for a long time. And it's like, mm, no, I think you're just a terrible person, and they're pointing cameras at you because we can't believe you'll keep doing this stuff, and that's horrible. That's horrible. At the end of the day, it's horrible. Whether or not you can say it's in some service of like your larger goal of like leaving an impact on the world, it's like. I just hate her. Conceptually, I hate her. I think she is self-important. <laughs> like, I'm just going to sit here and I'm never going to say anything nice about her. <laughs> How much of the Rinna that we now know or have been made aware was created by Housewives? How much of this did she adapt? How much of this Rinna is a Rinna that was adapted in order to survive Housewives versus she's just she just sucks? A lot of it. I think, like, a big portion of, like, you know, it's like, how how much of like of of doing a bad deed is opportunity and i feel like you're presented mm. with really big opportunities here that socially and morally like don't even serve you in regular life right like it wouldn't serve lisa rinna to be absolutely un- unforgivably insulting to somebody at a really horrible time in their life in regular life but on reality tv it does and clearly she's down to do it so it's sort of one of those things of like you know how many people can you hold responsible for mm. Um, doing something horrible that they probably it's within their personality to do, but they've never had the chance to do it. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and be like, Oh my God, she was always a terrible person. She wasn't, but she made the choices she made and she's clearly fine with them. She's no regrets or plans to change. So I have to like judge her on who she's presented herself to be in the world. And I don't even, even her books, even her books before she was on housewives, she's never been like a, for me, you know what I mean? Like a lot of the stuff she's written and said and done in the public is just like, never really kind of been for me but I liked her delivery and I liked her sense of style I liked that she always stuck around you know mm-hmm. those are catnip to gay people queer people like I she essentially works on the level that like an older drag queen works which is like you've stuck around and you've done this hard thing in a male dominated world and you've got something to show me visually like I see all the appeals of Lisa Rinna um, I just think that over time we've come to find out just like what it took to create that like person like the kind of personality it takes I guess it makes me uncomfortable. I don't know. Um, and it's weird when you watch it because you're like, Erica, I at least I have I don't have sympathy for Erica at all, but I have empathy. Mm-hmm. I understand what it's mm-hmm. like to have made really horrible decisions and have to live with them. And then like you're doubling down. And well, and then have to explain them in the way that you have never had to the entirety <laughs> of your adult life. And it, the depression just reinforces the negativity about things. Mm-hmm. And you have this antagonist relationship. Right. I get Erica. I'm not saying I, I think she's a good person or that I would ever be in that position. No, I hear But you. I've been a child. You know what I mean? With Lisa Rinna, like, I've never taken a magnifying glass to ants. <laughs> and that, that need to be, like, mean, have contempt for people, just vicious. I've never felt that. And so I have no empathy for it. I don't even know what she's getting from it. And I've been a bully. Like, in high school, I was a popular girl who was mean. I get gossip. I get, like, picking on people. I understand the impulse there. It's negative. It's mm. horrible. This is beyond that. She's just a venomous person. And I don't know why you would want to be that. Well, I feel like a lot of mean stuff and like can come from a place of self-loathing. And that's not what we're watching Rinna exhibit. It seems like she is. Yes. She's relishing in it in a way that makes me very uncomfortable. Like we don't know truly what is going on with the Kathy stuff. She really thinks she's better than some people. But it's not even just that there's even when Sutton walked away crying at a certain point or like needed a moment like the camera did pan to Rinna and Erica Jane and Rinna is smirking and like smirking and like a side eye looking like we did look what we did whether or not it was pre-planned look what we did we're funny and it's not fucking funny 
accusations of racism and bringing up triggering racist things for people who just mended their relationship at a dinner table while people are recording and like lapping up every moment in front of like after watching what has happened to some housewives with race scandals and stuff like that and Again, like, I, I don't believe cancel culture. I, I don't believe that, like, we all did Ramona Zinger wrong, right? Like, I think we got that one right. But you can see she's playing with the fire of that. Like, what if it happened and threatening her with it? And it's so horrible to be like, I mean, it, it would be like if I just said to you, like, oh, I have blackmail on you. And even if I don't, even if I'm never going to use it or I'm never going to, it's a fucking horrible thing to make to do to somebody. And it's so weird and ugly to watch on TV. And it's like. All of this so that you and Kyle can, like, not talk about what's going on in your financial lives? Or all of this so that, like, you don't have to analyze what's happening in your relationship you with your daughters? You and Kyle. You and um, oh, Erica. Well, I just, Erica. But, I, you know, I mean, like, I think that whole Fox Force 5 group, they have all secrets. have things they don't want to talk about. Sure. And I'm sure there's something going on with Kyle and her in business. Like, there's always something going on in business. Like, this is housewives. We all understand. They don't want to bring up their issues. And in order to do that, they will sacrifice a human woman on TV once a year. And it was Denise Richards. It was Lisa Vanderpump. They're going to do it. They're trying to do it to Sutton and or Crystal, depending on who pisses them off more. They're not even they don't even listen to Crystal's sincere emotions. She's sincerely having a heart to heart where she's like, this is what it meant to me. And this is what I've been through and blah, blah, blah. And then when questioned about it, what was Crystal crying about? I don't really know. It was all over the place. Like, <laughs> you didn't hear a thing she said. You didn't have a single takeaway. That's what she's crying about, that you don't hear her or see her as a person. And a lot of people I've heard from many AGs. I did a 90 minute Patreon of 15 unpacking 15 satchels of gold, which are listener thoughts and feels questions and concerns named mm-hmm. in honor of her holiness, Kelly Cologne Ben Simone from Scary Island, where a lot of people are on team. Listen, a lot of people don't want to fuck with the Fox Force, but felt like there were points made about questions raised. About- Listen, is Crystal likable? Not to everybody. I think that she is kind of a Gretchen Wieners. I say that as a former mean girl. I get it. I I think that she sucks up to people in power. Absolutely. I think Crystal says the things that are socially expedient. I I think Crystal um, got her, put her foot in her mouth and she chose the wrong word again. And Mm. the thing is, is it's like, yes, they shouldn't be nitpicking your words like this. This is kind of systematic at this point. Like they're picking on you in a Finish that way. sentence. Systematic. Bullying. Bullying. Thank bullying. you. Absolutely. But I also think like, and that's <laughs> Much true. respect to New York. All of that is true. <laughs> However, <laughs> I, we, we have to do a separate special about my thoughts about the legacy casting. Just a separate day. We do. We, we'll do a so Patreon. We'll do Alex a McCord 10 hour series released with oh Audible. Oh my God, we will do a Patreon. I'm going to force you to do a Patreon okay. this week. Um, here's what I'll think. Here's what I'll say. I think like, Crystal doesn't have to she's not likable and she's going about this the wrong way. Should she have to said dark and not I get it. It's rubbing yeah. people the wrong way. Things that rub me the wrong way, like peccadillos, ways of phrasing, you know, like that sucks. Literally being like, I don't hear what you're saying when you're crying in my face personally for an hour because it's annoying. When your friends quote unquote with somebody, that's a crazy behavior. That's evil. And anyone that's sitting here, like, do I think Crystal's 100% right or Sutton's 100% right? No. But they seemed clearly able to think that they're going to operate in good faith to be better people and listen to the other person mm-hmm. and improve. And that is so much more dynamic and interesting to me. The way Crystal talks about her feelings is a way that could be productive if someone in good faith operated with her. And that's what millennials do. And older generations aren't really as equipped to do because they didn't have like therapy in schools or like YouTube to give them feelings, <sighs> words to feelings like validation. I think that that's real. And I think it's more interesting to watch people play with new tools on TV on their projects than old tools. And Kyle's old tools of systematic bullying and like singling people out and bringing things up. Like it's just the most interesting thing that happened this week was Lisa Rinna bringing up that book, that Diana, that Diana's book or whatever room 23. Um, 
because I was like, I don't see how this move serves you, but I'd like to see what you think it is. That was the most interesting thing to me because all of this I've seen before and it's mean and it's ugly. And I think the most interesting thing is when Kyle and Sutton are working their shit out or Garcelle willing, weighing in on it. Those three people to me are the life raft of this Kyle franchise. Kyle and Sutton or? No, no, no. Sutton, Garcelle, and Crystal, Crystal to me. Crystal. And I would like to see them come together like the charmed ones and banish this evil. <laughs> and yet, couple things. They are no longer a dream team, seemingly obvious by yeah. statements that they've been sort of like half passive aggressive or fully passive aggressive. I can't believe they took the ins- fucking bait. They took the fucking bait. They really did. They turned on each other as a defense mechanism, I guess, <sighs> on the others or whatever. But I also I don't know. The age thing constantly gets I don't know why I get annoyed by it. But like I and maybe this is Pollyanna. That crystal's my age. <laughs> Shut up. That I, like I don't it might be Pollyanna ish of me, but like I don't totally and I understand like there are generational shifts that have an actual effect in how people process things. And that's like the difference of environment and culture and w- even just where we are as a generation in a world. Like we make fun of someone being a millennial and someone being generation whatever. I don't even know P it's or whatever. Like that I don't Kyle thinks she's communicating by using the word gaslight incorrectly. She thinks she's talking to Crystal right. on a really high level. And I get that. I just hate the idea that like that the idea that if you're of a different generation, you aren't able you aren't equipped to handle things. I no, don't I think believe you that. are. That's what I'm saying. I oh, think Kyle okay. should step up and listen to what Crystal's saying. Okay. Engage because you can. You've gotten lazy because you've been in this pattern that doesn't introduce new ideas. And that to me is Kyle specific. Like the yes. idea that But she's some, holding the show right. back because she is the tent pole of the show. Right. I I, and I totally hear that. It's just for me, sometimes I have heard not specific in this conversation, but in other conversations on AG where it's like, oh, well, so-and-so is older, so they don't. And I just don't buy that. I agree with you. I, just, I don't. I don't that's don't what think, I'm saying. I yeah. disagree with okay, the premise great. of that. So just to clarify. We're and, just and coming just at say, it from different directions. Right. No, 100%, which yeah. I think is important. And it's and it's okay if someone feels differently from than totally. me. That's like helpful to hear. We all just did Father's Day. Right. <laughs> But I think that that's <laughs> but I think that that's something that's like helpful to hear and to also hear a counter like this is an example of even if you meant it in the way that I heard it, which sounds yeah. like I misinterpreted that it's helpful to hear a perspective that might be different, which also goes into the idea that like, is that because of my generation or is that just because I am that person that's like processes things in a way that is I think focused Kyle on is married Kyle and Kyle Erica and Lisa are married to these narratives that they set out for themselves three or four years ago mm-hmm. and I need think they need to start like listening and reacting in the situation a little more Kyle Lisa and Erica yeah I think Dorit's off on an island of her own this season. Poor sweet Dorit is like, your pain is not as important as mine. And it's like, <laughs> it's okay. Honestly, it's like, I I hear, I know where she is in her life. She just mm-hmm. had this life altering thing. And it's, she's focused on that. I started processing. the episode by talking about my urine collection. Like, she's processing. You just got to process it in the way as you deal with the various problematic, not problematic, but the various she's difficult. She's going to make mistakes because she's doing this life. for the first time. Right. And I get that. And sometimes you just got to let it out. And sometimes a part of that letting out is like controlling it. And if her control comes in critiquing others, it sucks for the other person. It does yeah, in some it's way a mistake, also suck I for think. herself, but it's just the way. It's she, what she's going to do. You just honestly, it's like the way that but people. But again, that's empathy. I just, and it's sympathy. You know what I mean? I get, I get Erica. I get Dorit. I do not get Lisa Rinna. I'm going to keep coming back to it. That's a, maybe it's a different show for a different but day. But she's really valued. By Bravo, they really still believe. 
I still like we could but get into some just Saigon singing of. right now. Like it's, they really still believe she's functionally a friend of right now. We don't see her personal life that much. I mean, yes, her mom passing was very sad and. You know, no I, one's I, taking I, that away from her. Honestly, rest in peace. Her mom seems like a wonderful, seems like a wonderful lady. Yeah. However, other than that, what are we getting really? That's about Lisa's personal life. That's confronting or surprising or interesting. We're not. And then be a friend of. That seems like a fun job for you. You and Kathy Hilton can come in, be wackos, and leave. And you know what? I don't know what the current state of her relationships with her daughters is. And according to social, it like looks pretty positive. And listen, nothing is more fucking wild than a relationship between a mother and a child, let alone mother and yeah. daughter. That being said, Delilah did go on a live in the last several months and alluded to some difficulties with her parents' inability to process her unexplainable chronic condition, which I have a lot of sympathy and empathy about yeah and i don't think we will see a lick of that on no. the show everything is happiness and and everyone's moving to new york next month <laughs> how many times those girls gonna move to new york <laughs> are we running out of apartments for them to live in <laughs> and also so what's the deal with like harry in life and yeah stuff? what's going on there also financially i know that there's like like this is private information i guess but it's also public information that like they're way over and over their heads and it's like i would love to hear the story of like a power couple that's trying to hold stay house rich or whatever that's interesting to me and like let's see you try to turn that around and blah blah, blah. have some vulnerability about that and instead we just kind of get like erica's wacky clothes are in my garage <laughs> it's like this isn't interesting to me i can't believe we had a scene of that how so you would know this because you have done a lot of work in like financial literacy and investigation. How does one find out information about how her company is actually doing if it is a private company and not a public one? So, and the, by that I mean like Rena Lips. Yes. So you do have to make. So if it's a private company, there's certain financials that you make public. There's certain financials that you wouldn't make public. Um, we don't know if her company has like tons of investors, blah, 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 blah. True. But you can do the math on the back of an envelope of like what does it cost to develop this stuff versus what does it look like she's doing in business. How do we think that it's doing? It's not a – it's a good idea. Like Rinna Beauty or whatever I think is a yeah. good idea because – her lips have been the topic of many a tagline, let alone can plot, let alone you can Kim Richards' retort. 100% you can support, um, and I, I'm not saying this in a shitty way, but like a vanity brand makeup line that's like maybe not setting the world on fire like a Trixie Cosmetics, but it's a private, like, you know, maybe she worked with a f private formulator, like a private lab, sat down and she was like, I want some of this stuff off the shelf, add an extra sparkle of glitter to this thing, we'll put it in this packaging that's already available stick my sticker on it and sell it. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how people do business. It's how like most makeup lines do business. It, it's just like it would create an, it could, you could create conceivably create an image that it's doing way better than it's actually doing. Yeah. Because it makeup is such a social media heavy game. So true. And I think Bethany said it best when she pointed out that so many of these businesses are fake businesses. They're right. to give you a storyline or to give you some forward momentum or maybe you break even on it, but it's a great way to like have a connection with, fans and get like oh i got increased my follower counts now my tummy tea deals are better and stuff like that like you you can um there's a reasons to do it for storylines or whatever i just don't get the vibe that rena beauty is going to be selling for at a profit to some 
like she, like like it's going to be so wildly successful without the QVC market or whatever. The Rena Beauty question though is interesting to me because you think of like all the CEOs and presidents of like major publicly traded yada yada who get fired during the Me Too movement or or during for various fraud related stuff where there's like oh this is because you did this shitty thing and also according to your contract you had a morality clause. And then I think of the ways that housewives have tried to monetize their time on the show ideally while on the show which helps them when they eventually get off the show and for someone like Rena, like with oh god who can I use as an example people aren't going to like this but just bear with me with Kyle there's a likability there where mm-hmm. it's like I don't know how well the vanity project that is some of her businesses in her name I don't know how well they actually do I'm, I'm having fun that she's having fun right exactly and like you can apply that to various I could say that with maybe even Kenya um, more hair care definitely with candy where there's like a likability attached to this person even if in the eyes I of will Kenya purchase she by Sheree clothing right a hundred percent a hundred percent but I I don't know how much like the the pursuit of likability is applied to the hope that Bravoholics buy that clothing versus yeah. in other industries where like with other A-list celebrities like a Reese, a Julia Roberts, a whomever, where there is sort of a need for the likability to exist because that is what is sometimes driving purchases. I like this person. And on Housewives, it's different because these are archetypes. They're often there's some negative association attached with them. That is sort of the weird. The up and down is the game. The up and down is the game. The critique is the game. And with Rinna, I'm like, how does her seemingly in our perception critique of her shitty behavior on the show influence sales, if at all? Like, are her, cons- mm. assuming that she has a specific core group of consumers, how are they affected by her sitting on a couch smirking as Kathy and Kyle's relationship is burned to the ground? Like, does that help with sales does that hurt sales is that just the idea of people love Rinna because they love that she does There's stuff like no that no such thing as bad advertising unfortunately there are housewives that have fumbled the bag a hundred percent but if you are on tv every single week it is exceedingly easy especially if you have prior experience selling a product like on qvc or whatever which or she has so much years experience. of endorsement yeah, of deals and if you if you're connected in hollywood you can find someone who with a really low overhead really easy they have the connections entry point into some market that is hyper targeted to your brand and the thing is you can talk a lot of shit about lisa rinna she is always in full makeup and it is always like you know exactly the same applied and yeah. if you like her look it is always consistent it always looks good and there's no such thing as bad advertising if you're on tv every week even if 10 percent of the audience agrees with you especially if 90 percent of the audience hates you to the degree that i hate her that if you like her you're probably sitting at home right now screaming at this podcast you're so annoyed with me but you might be like you know what i'm gonna go buy a rena lip gloss because i bet it's good lip gloss and i'm gonna throw my support because no one else is and blah blah it's the people in like simping for erica on Instagram. And it's enough to sustain a vanity project. And it's probably worth doing. She probably makes some kind of profit on it. I just don't think it's going to support the Rinna empire. I don't think one day she's going to sell Rinna beauty for thousands of dollars. Well, and that's also the tension of there's no such thing as bad advertising. There is a tension applied to that with housewives because you can have, there is so much, there is such a thing as like too much bad viewer critique. Like Brandy Glanville was, I think brought down in many ways on her family. So because there was a huge negative reaction to her behavior and not to not to you know point out brandy but nobody else but to me she's just like 
an obvious example of somebody who but did well something... on the show because she had negatives until the negatives were too high and then it was like gotta go. But if Brandy Glanville had something that she was incredibly good at and could market, it wouldn't matter if people didn't like her if she still shows off that she's good at this thing because you associate the product. I really believe that you associate, say, like someone has beautiful hair, but they're a terrible, horrible person. The hair care products stand on their own, especially if you're off screen for like a couple of years, then that business is like, you know, it's just the core fan base on Instagram mm-hmm. and you've built this built in like model of like regular. It's not ever going to explode in sales, but it's enough to sustain doing and it's worth making money. And if it gives you a storyline on the show and something that you can talk about that isn't your personal life, you know, all the better. I mean, I think that's also why it was so important that Kenya this week was so vulnerable in sharing that she is concerned and she's doing all of this business stuff when it concerns Kenny Moore Care Hair on her own and how that's like not working out for her. Because I, when I think of Kenya Moore Hair Care, I genuinely think this is a business that seems to be doing really well. Like she's yeah. getting into big companies. Walmart. Walmart's huge. I think she was in CVS or is in CVS. Like she has done large brand partnerships that are a but marker sometimes that of is real the success. hardest. Yeah, that can break a company because then you have to deliver. Like when when companies expand, that's when a lot of them fall apart. And especially with the supply chain stuff. I mean, the Krispy Kreme problem is like a real thing. Like What, that it expanded too much? Way too fast. It overestimated people's interest in this novelty thing that wasn't going to become a part of their everyday Mm -hmm. lives. And, you know, I think that's really easy to do on reality TV because there's quick money to be made. Yeah. But I think if you want to build something long term and it's a genuine interest of yours, um, I don't know. I, I think what's interesting to, with with Kenya's business to me is that I think she if she could be more vulnerable about um, the the things that are hard about it, it would make us root for her more. And mm-hmm. that the rooting for her for you is mm-hmm. an extra layer of like sales. That yeah, is an extra absolutely. layer of likability. We want to be a part of you, helping you. That's where skinny girl this. happens. Right. But it doesn't mean that when you that's strip all that away that there's no business there. I think that there isn't a fundamental underlying business of like, you know, I think Sam- <laughs> Shannon selling salmon food to me, it doesn't seem like something that she's great at that I associate with Sh- Shannon. Do you know what I mean? But people like her enough so the sales are there. But if if Sonia wanted to sell me like athleisure clothes, I'd be like, yeah, she's an Olympic medalist. Right. She's probably gonna know. And when she's off the show, I'm not gonna remember some disinvite argument. I'm just gonna remember she's an Olympic gold medalist right. who makes cool Olympic things. And so I don't know. I think it's helpful, but like I think you know, Kyle by Aileen Two was a much more popular place to stop by <laughs> when everyone loved Kyle Richards and Lisa Vanderpump. And after the split, I think a lot of people were like, well, I don't want to go there. <laughs> I went there once to get. Did I buy my friend a gift? I think I like wanted to get her a mug, but it was so expensive. I think I was like, can I get a shopping bag? Like I don't even remember if I bought anything. It was this random fucking location on the Upper East Side on Third Avenue. I was like, I cannot believe you guys are here. And poof, I took off a they picture went. outside it because I knew if I went in, so they would know random. exactly that I why yeah, I was there 100%. and that I wasn't buying the anything. The second I walked in, I was like, why do you guys exist? And they were like, we don't know. Um, <laughs> listen, I am so glad for this episode because it lifted me out of my urine. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cathartic for me. Housewives is in a dark, crazy place. And I've been d- deep diving out. on like, I, you know, we're not going to talk about it here, but I have a video, a YouTube video about Dubai that's coming out in like a that co- I know nothing about in a week or two. And absolutely going to be a blind reveal. <laughs> um, and it is coming out, but I've been deep diving into some of the darker aspects of Housewives mm. for work for a while now. And like my feelings about these people have, have, have been 
and they've been stewing. So it was yeah. good to pour all my pour all my vile and venom rage at Mason right now. Well, speaking of, where can people go to subscribe to your various endeavors, many of which are housewives related, and how will they know when they're coming out? So you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Ryan Houlihan, and my um I'm I have links in my bio to other stuff, but um. I also do a, a weekly podcast, or no, mul- multiple times a week podcast on RuPaul's Drag Race and its international series mm. um, with my friend, uh, and we do it in full drag at, a, at, a, at an enormous venue that we rent. We re-rent every week. We've been at the Hollywood Bowl. We were into Spain. We. Um, <laughs> Why am I believing you when you're saying these things? Did you Theater see how the quickly mind. Drag I of the mind. absolutely? Believe Every you. week I'm in a dress made of pennies. I was like, or wait a second. Why didn't I know that you were at the Hollywood? The the no. ease, the ease in which I was. Um, and where can people find? So yeah, that's at Academy of Drag. So it's the the oh, podcast is called the Academy of Drag Arts and Sciences. That's a great title. I need to dress for the job you want. Oh my god, I need to start watching Drag Race, but I feel like it's too late. But I did also yesterday start watching um, Love Island. Oh yeah, could you imagine being stuck on the Love Island right now and Beyonce drops a new song and you don't even know about it? I think that those people are perfectly fine and are like, who, (laughs) what? I don't. It's I just it's like I don't want closed captioning, but like I am charmed by the fact that I don't understand truly anything that they're saying. I think that's like actually quite wonderful. Um, guys, listen, you know what's also fabulous and amazing and magical is the new 90-minute Patreon episode um, featuring 15 of your satchels, your thoughts and feels, extremely heavy on Beverly Hills, all things Garcelle, Crystal, Sutton, some Kyle stuff. I had an AG sent me an anonymous satchel because it was like very critical <laughs> of Kyle. And I think that that person was, and I was like, yes, keep it. Keep coming. Keep doing it. Keep doing Love your thing. Energy. Love this energy. I thought it was so, so, so many um, fascinating thoughts and feels. So you can access that exclusive bonus episode and support AG the best way uh, by joining the AG Patreon, patreon.com slash Andy's girls, where you get exclusive bonus episodes and so much more. And P.S. The Andy's Girls first ever virtual live show is this Thursday featuring Her Holiness, Lisa Barlow. Oh, my God. Get your 44 ounces of Diet Coke, easy ice with lemon ready to go because Are you thinking live, about sitting Lisa, this out? I don't think you should. I don't think you should. And also, <laughs> P.S. is 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, not your time zone of choice. We've got you covered. You can get on-demand tickets and have a full week to watch the show recorded in the office. My mother is knocking on the door. Toby, come in and say hello. We've got to go to the movies. Okay, say hi to the listeners. Who's your favorite Real Housewife? She looks. She just closed the door. <laughs> she closed the door on us. Um, so you can access fifteen dollars tickets on sale now at loopedlive.com. That's l o o p e d l i v e dot com. L o o p e d l i v e dot com. I'll be joined by OG of the AG, Damian Bellino, and again, Salt Lake City Housewife Lisa Barlow. And my lord, has she been a there topic is so of much conversation? To I'm so excited. You guys will get to see the Clawfist. Damian and I are probably going to yell at each other about various people and things for probably every franchise that's on TV. And I'm very <laughs> excited for you to watch that happen. And it's content that won't be on Andy's Girls Classic. You can only access it on Looped Live. So it's going to be quite an experience. And P.S., there's a chat box so people can 
I guess oh, respond to yeah. what we're saying. Run, Durant, don't walk. This is going to be and talk to each a other. Sight to behold. It's going to be absolutely insane, and I'm extremely excited about it. Again, this Thursday, June 23rd, I think is the date. Um, at 8:30 p.m. Eastern Standard. Get your tickets on sale now. Ryan Julian, happy Pride. Happy Pride. Thank you for having me on. Um, thank you for all of the various words that you used this episode, all of which were delightful. And on that note, guys, hope you're all doing okay and we will chat with you soon bye-bye Bye.